This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo with myself, Patrick Smith, as we preview Liverpool's trip to Villa Park to take on Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. The Reds draw with Spurs at the weekend allowed City to open up a three-point lead at the top of the table as the young Cox men simply cannot afford any more dropped points. Well, someone who's hoping that is going to be the case, though, is Aston Villa correspondent for Birmingham Live, Ashley Priest. Ashley, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on, Pat. Yeah, looking forward to tomorrow's game. A lot on the line in terms of Liverpool. So, um, very interesting to say the least, especially with uh, old Gerard at the helm as well. Well, yeah, I've got a nice and simple one for you to start. It seems like an age since we saw one of Steven Gerrard's first games when he brought Villa to Anfield. And I trust you've changed a lot since then. So what can our listeners expect from his side on Tuesday evening? Yes, I think they'll look to be quite compact. I think they'll take a lot from the Spurs game at the weekend as well, the way Tottenham played and approached that one. And yeah, Gerrard's call for Villa need to be near perfect to get a result tomorrow. No mistakes, cut the mistakes out and, and try and try and frustrate the Reds because Liverpool need to win, I think. I think they need nine, nine points from nine games. Uh, Nine available, so um, yeah, Villa got to frustrate Klopp's men and hopefully provide a sting in the talent and get a few goals. So yeah, Villa will be very compact. I think Liverpool have a lot of the ball early doors and hopefully Villa can, can spring them on the counter attack. I think Villa will play two up front tomorrow, Pat. I think they'll go Watkins and Ings and hopefully the pair are in form. They could cause Van Dijk and probably Matip some problems. So that'll be hoping it will be the case. Yeah, you mentioned Ings. There's so many connections to Liverpool. They must have a. Liverpool fans have a soft spot for Villa at the moment. Obviously, Gerard managing them, they're going to have a keen interest in that. But how would you rate the success of him in his first season? You know, a brilliant start, a very good platform to build on for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's very good for me. And he had a really good manager bounce when he first came in. I think he won three out of the first four. Dipped, dipped a little bit in recent weeks, in the last four, five, uh, four on the bounce. Stopped the rot at Leicester. And since then, they won back-to-back games. So, a bit up and down. But um, he's slowly getting there now. We're, we're on a top, top 10 finish before the season's out. And, Hopefully, uh, they can do that with four games remaining. Tough game tomorrow against Liverpool, like, like, like we all know. But I just think there's a story there. I think Gerrard could blow blow up Liverpool's title hopes. Um, I know the Reds fans are hoping I'm wrong, but there's there's so much on that for me. I, I think it could happen. Well, exactly. I've known little what I do of Gerrard's personality. He's the sort that will definitely not want to give anything away. He'll always want to beat Liverpool to prove himself as a manager, won't he? But in terms of personnel... You've mentioned Danny Ings, but Liverpool fans are going to have the main adoration for Felipe Coutinho. Is he the main danger man or is there someone else we should be more worried about that's going to exploit us? Well, it's the man who came in, uh, Coutinho dropped out for the weekend, Emi Buendia. He came in. Coutinho was dropped for the first time on Saturday. The first time ever. Gerard dropped him since his loan in January. Big, big surprise at Villa to see Coutinho drop down to the bench. And in came Buendia in that number 10 position. Got a goal and assist. And looked every bit of the, the £40 million pound player we, we bought last season, uh, last summer. So, Buendia's the man in form, as are Ings and Watkins up front. The pair of them have scored in back-to-back games now as well. So, when your strikers are in form, it's a pretty good place to be. Um, as for Coutinho, can I see him playing tomorrow? I think I think, I think think Coutinho dropped him last week just to rest him. I think he's got a big... I think he could, he could come in tomorrow, you know. Again, it's a bit that fairytale story kind of stuff. Um, whether, he plays, whether he plays with Buendia or whether he plays two strikers remains to be seen, but... Coutinho will be fancying fancy himself tomorrow and he's had a bit of an up and down up and down bit of it as well, Pat. I mean, he, he came in, incredible signing early doors and then form's been a bit hit and miss, to be honest with you. So, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he starts on the bench tomorrow, Coutinho, but I can see Gerrard's temptation in, in starting quality players or now. When you've got so much quality and so many options in attack, as you've just mentioned there, are there any main weaknesses there within the Villa squad that you think Liverpool could potentially look to exploit? Yeah, defensively, Villa aren't, aren't a bit shaky at the moment. Um, Edry Conter's not having the season he had last season. He a couple of mistakes at the weekend as well. And on Saturday at Turf, more Villa played Callum Chambers, former Arsenal defender, in the central defensive midfield position. Bit where Fabinho plays, and he did okay, but he got jumped on early doors. It's a bit, a bit of a bit of a new position for him. I know, I know he played it at Fulham, but I think Liverpool could exploit the holding midfielder and, and possibly the centre backs as well. So Villa need to defend really well tomorrow if they're to get anything from Liverpool. And likewise, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Liverpool do. To be honest, any change up front? Will Diaz come out? Will he? The Yatta? It's tough to see. I think Diaz has to stay in the form he's in at the moment, you know, yeah. because it was undroppable of the three as it goes. But on the flip side, my question next would normally be, where do you think Villa can exploit Liverpool? But we've seen teams recently, as you said at the start, either come to Anfield or even away, sit with two banks of four on the edge of the 18. Yeah. A tactic which can frustrate us. It can work pretty well. You know, Spurs are brilliant at it at the weekend. Is that the main thing you'd like to see Villa do against us to try and exploit us? Well, no, not from a not from a supporter point of view. Obviously, Villa, Villa fans will be packed out tomorrow. They want to see Villa go at the front foot as well. But it's a dangerous game to play against Klopp's Liverpool. So, so yeah, I think Villa need to box clever. No mistakes whatsoever. Mistakes can't creep in tomorrow. And they need to they need to play well. Be, be aggressive as well on the front foot. Otherwise, it'd be too easy for Liverpool. So, hopefully, with the front two in the form they're in, that they can get at Liverpool's back two. Um, easier said than done. But with a bit of quality, take the chances. Who knows? I mean, we'd love to see Villa on the front foot. But if you had to say what you think is more likely... Do you think Jared will perhaps go for it or do you think he is going to adopt that sit-back tactic? I think he'll adopt that sit-back tactic, first of all, in the first instance. And then maybe we'll see Coutinho in the second half. Maybe he'll open up a little bit more. Liverpool might get frustrated. They need a goal. They can't afford to draw tomorrow. Um, so I think the emphasis, a bit like how Conte played it. Sit-back, first half. Let's see what they got. Frustrate, frustrate Liverpool. And hopefully provide a sting in the tail and get a goal ahead. And then... Liverpool could, could become re reckless all of a sudden. Villa could get two. Who knows? But that would be the game plan, I, I suspect. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, you've definitely got that dangerous attack on the counter attack, haven't you? But the season's drawing to a close, and obviously the summer transfer is approaching. We're going to have the rumours coming and going as well. There's going to be also a lot of coming and goings in the Villa squad, probably, aren't there, as Jared tries to build his Aston Villa side. Is there one you're expecting to leave? And then you'd like to sign, obviously, Felipe Coutinho. Hopefully, he could make that move permanent, one that Liverpool fans would definitely be interested in. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked him about that at the weekend. He said, obviously, Wendy played so well for Villa. The question was, do you, do you need Coutinho now? Got a good number 10 there, do you need him? Gerard's answer was pretty, pretty swift. Yes, I won on both of them. So, I think Villa will look to top that, the £33 million. A little bit less than what Liverpool sold him for, obviously. But um, he'll be in the door in the summer, I suspect. That, that's looking like it'll go through. Talks will commence once the season's done. Elsewhere, Gerard wants a, a number six, a, a Fabinho type. He wants one of them in there. Big stature, big frame. Try and break up the play. Villa are missing, missing that specific uh, number six number six role at the moment. And elsewhere, I think another striker. I think Watkins and Ings and the scope for one more there. So, yeah, Coutinho, number six, and maybe another striker. And possibly given the former contact, new, new centre off, but there'll be wholesale changes, Pat. The 11 you'll see tomorrow, as far as Villa are concerned, look totally, totally different next season. And Gerard's emphasised such a big pre season. They'll be going down to Australia. 
and he won all with bulk of his business done by then. So, yeah, first chance for Gerard to have a proper pre-season, mould his squad how he wants it. And um, I'm expecting big things from Gerard's Villa next season. I really am. Well, exactly. That must be such exciting times for the fans. You know, they've got an ambitious manager, ambitious owners who are looking like they're going to invest heavily. What would success look like for you next season? And do you want to be pushing towards the European places or would you more be focused on trying to win a trophy? I'd love to be in your, your, your shoes at the moment, Pat's FA Cup final. <laughs> that sounds really good. I think Villa, Villa fans are missing a, a cup. Uh, obviously, got, got so close in 2020, losing to Man City in the Carabao final. So, yeah, trophy. Gerard's already highlighted that in his unveiling. No one asked him about anything. He said, I want a domestic competition. I want to go far in them. So, he's fighting on three fronts next season. In terms of domestic in, in the league, I think he wants to push the top six, seven. He wants to really upset that all down. European qualifications again, Pat. They want to get to the Europa League. They want to mirror what West Ham have done uh, in that sense. So, that's the aim. Can Gerard do it? I think he can. Well, the blueprints there, that's clearly very ambitious. What do you think needs to happen for that to happen there? Just, just to be backed in the, in the summer the way he wants to be. I think Coutinho will be the first through the door. Big calibre player. I think Gerard wants Champions League pedigree players in the door. So a big shift in terms of transfer policy at Villa. Whereas before they've gone for young up-and-coming players from Europe and, and been relatively cheap with, with a, um, a resale value. This time we want proven winners. Luca Dean's a proven, win, a proven winner. Got international caps. And that's the remit. I think he's going for big, big players. And hopefully, um, Villa can get them through the door. And that'll be the change. And Gerard, I've been, I've been following his progress now since he's coming through, through the door in November. He's been very impressive. He really has. And like you say, could be the heir, heir to the throne. Klopp's throne at Anfield. I've, I think that'll probably happen. But for now, he's Villa's man. And hopefully, he's got his own ambitions. And hopefully, he reaches them. What's the thing, is it a big positive for Villa fans seeing Jürgen Klopp's extension? Because there was so much talk even when Gerard signed the contract to Villa, always oh, going to replace Klopp in 2024. You've now got that security. If things go amazingly for you, he is definitely, well, not looking for Liverpool job in the next four years. Is that a big plus for Villa fans? Do you think he'll be there that long? Yes, I think he, I think he would be. Um, but he needs to prove himself as well. It's not a few weeks ago, we're coming into the Leicester game off the back of four strike defeats. Dean Smith got the sack for five strike defeats. So do the math there. It was a bit of a touchy period for Gerard, but he come through it. Stopped the rot at Leicester with the goal of straw. I think he did, did what he needed to do. He's reset. He's big, he's big word. Gerard's big word is reset. Um, he's done that with a few of the players to take him out of the team and they kicked on with a bit of form. So he showed good man manager experience and nice there. But yeah, as long as you just well for Villa, that's that's all he's cared about. If he if he struggles at Villa, I think that Liverpool job's not there for him. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But you mentioned there a sort of lull in form. It must be difficult for him as a manager because you've pretty much guaranteed your safety come February and out of cup competitions. How do you motivate that squad, you know, to the end of the season, particularly in games like today against Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, there are points off the top 10, uh, Pat, and they haven't reached the top 10 finish since 2011. So that's the, that's the carrot they're going for. I think Gerard said to the players beforehand at Burnley, yes, Burnley, a faulty relegation, but our purpose has got to mean more than theirs. Uh, we want a top 10 finish. We're going to scrap for that. And that's a good way to go about it. I mean, you know, Gerard as a player, never left an inch. And I think he's going to do that with, with, with the group he's got here. So top 10 finish the aim. That's the carrot for Villa. They can have um, a big say in both ends of the table as well. And um, like you say, got Man City on the last day. Who knows? It could come down to that. And Coutinho, last minute winner, maybe. But um, that would be good. But yeah, he won't, there's no rest up with Gerard. Top 10 finish and Villa are just outside there at the moment. So that's the aim. Well, that is what our listeners will be absolutely praying for, hoping it all goes well for Liverpool on Tuesday. Is there any chance that Villa could cause a huge upset against City on the last day? 
on the last day, yes, I think there is. There could be t- uh, twists and turns to come. Who knows? I mean, if, if Villa might win tomorrow and torpedo Liverpool chances. Who knows? But, but yeah, last day of the season, Gerard's Villa rocking up at the Etihad. Coutinho probably bit of bit of magic. Who knows, mate? It's, I think it's written, maybe. Well, let's hope it's still on by then. But I'm going to bring it back around to the match on Tuesday night. Are there any notable injuries or suspensions within the Villa squad? Villa just missing Jacob Ramsey, young midfielder. He, he's out, um, as is Leon Bailey. I think he might be a former former Liverpool target back in his days at Bayer Leverkusen. He's missing. He's got an ankle injury. But other than that, it's as you were. Um, I'll run through my predicted 11, who I think it'll be. It'll be Martinez, Cash, Consat, Mings and Luca Dina. I think Callum Chambers will keep his place, holding midfield. McGinn, Douglas Lee's either side of him. I think Buendia will get the nod over Coutinho. I think we could see a cameo for Coutinho later on. I think it'll be Danny Ings and Ali Watkins up front. Yeah, very interesting that Coutinho could perhaps be that cameo and perhaps the dagger in our title. Villa oh. Park is such a strange place for Liverpool fans. I've been there a couple of times myself and I've either left fuming or absolutely buzzing. There's, there's genuinely been no in between. But I've got to ask you, Ashley, for that dreaded score prediction. Uh, 7 2, Villa. <laughs> you know what? I had an inkling that I knew that was coming. I, I do think it's going to be a belter, similarly, that attacking end of season football. I'm hoping for. I think Jared is going to go for it. So I'm going to go 5 3 to Liverpool. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I'll be working to my bones, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be deleting and changing that match report many times. Yes. But Ashley Priest, thank you so much for joining me. We'll, of course, wait and see what happens as the Reds bid for quadruple. Hopefully, rumbles on. We've got loads of pre-match content to delve into, as well as all the post-match reactions. Be sure to catch us in the usual places of the Blood Red YouTube channel and whichever platform you get your podcasts from. For now, though, thank you very much for watching and listening. But for myself, Patrick Smith and Ashley Priest, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.